0: You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up Dolphins and welcome into the game day, Thursday, October the 26th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host. Travis Wingfield and I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we are previewing tonight's primetime matchup in Baltimore, a huge game for the Miami Dolphins. And like a janitor, I've got all the keys to this one, breaking down the Ravens offense and defense in their last two games, as well as last year against the Miami Dolphins in 2016. But first, I have to remind you guys, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcast from. Go ahead and drop us a five-star rating and review, subscriptions, ratings, reviews, or how podcasters or judge you guys know that drill by now helps us out helps you guys out we really really appreciate that also don't forget to check out the other locked on sports family of podcasts including the locked on nfl podcast and locked on heat podcast for local and national coverage of your favorite teams lastly follow me on twitter at wingfield nfl follow the show at locked on fins and check out locked for tons and tons of good print content for your Miami Dolphins. Right now, there is a Dolphins-Ravens game preview, which is actually on the front page of FanRag Sport, or fanrag.com as well. So check that out. Also, the Jarvis Landry, why they must extend Jarvis Landry piece still up there. And Devon Godshow's incredible journey to the NFL from Black Amin, Louisiana, and how he got to the level where he is now. Check out all that good stuff on the website. But this is the podcast, and we got to talk about the Dolphins versus Ravens tonight, the 4-2 and two Dolphins versus the 3-4 and four Ravens. But before I get into that, I want to get the reads out of the way for you guys real quick and remind you guys about Pro Football Focus. That's PFF for your chance to win a free PFF Edge subscription. All you have to do is go ahead and go into the iTunes reviews and write us a nice little review on there and leave your Twitter handle for a chance to win a free PFF Edge subscriptions. PFF is the premier website when it comes to positional rankings, player grades, snap counts. For you fantasy guys, they have projections, rankings, tools, and charts for that stuff. For you draft guys, they have NFL draft coverage with college team stats and profiles and all that fun grades they do at the college level and. The team play, the individual team pages are fantastic. The Miami page is a must-read. The at pff underscore Miami Twitter handle is a fantastic follow. Tons and tons of good stuff there. So you're for your chance to get that free PFF Edge subscri- subscription, you know what to do. Leave a review on iTunes and leave your Twitter handle in there as well. And of course, I have to get to mybookie.ag. If you guys are confident in the Dolphins tonight, you know how to place a bet on them. It's with mybookie.ag, and. Anytime you're making a bet, the team you're betting on is important, but just as important as the site you bet through. That's why I trust MyBookie.ag. They have the fastest payouts in the business. It's just two days turnaround, which is fantastic. They've been in business for years. Their reputation is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing at MyBookie.ag. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now and mybookie will match your deposit with up to one hundred percent bonus. Use promo code locked on to activate that offer. That's promo code locked on to activate your one hundred percent bonus. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, let's get right into this right here. And I left a couple of things out yesterday that I planned on getting to. It was kind of a scattered episode. I was really working off emotion. I talked about myself a lot and kind of left a few things out. I apologize for that. But the first thing we want to talk about real quick is Byron Maxwell cut off the team, saving the team some cap on it, getting rid of a, a bit of a cancer in the locker room. A guy that I can almost promise you that injury he had this year was fake after he got benched going into the Saints game. Cordray Tankersley comes in and plays well. And Maxwell all of a sudden can't go because of a health issue. I call BS on that. So he's gone. Good news. David Fells gets bumped back up to the roster. He'll back up Matt Moore in tonight's game, which uh, if Matt Moore goes out, we're going to be in trouble. But at least David Fells knows the offense and was here in camp for the preseason and can at least run the plays and hand the ball off, I suppose, if something were to happen to Matt Moore. And speaking of injuries, Jay Cutler has been confirmed. Those couple of cracked ribs are going to keep him out for at least this game. I would imagine it's going to be a few more. I think this really kind of being you know ambiguous about it gives Adam Gaze an opportunity to kind of roll with Matt Moore and see what develops, and he's kind of been nonchalant and uh, and really kind of dismissive of the whole Jay Cutler situation and what's going to happen, and that affords him an opportunity to hope that Matt Moore can play well, and if Matt Moore plays well, you can continue to say we'll see what happens with Cutler, we don't know where he's at just yet, and you can do that, and let Matt Moore continue to play for you. So Cutler out for now, Matt Moore in, and we're gonna get right into the film study here really quickly. But first I want to talk about the injuries for the game as the Wednesday practice report came out yesterday and there are plenty of guys on that list for both teams. For your hometown Miami Dolphins, Jay Cutler obviously is going to be out. Left guard Anthony Steen did not practice all week. He is out for the game as well. It looks like Jesse Davis will fill in for him. Provided Laramie Tunzel can go at left tackle, he is listed as questionable, although he did improve his practice reps all week. Monday he did not practice. Tuesday he was limited, and Wednesday he was a full participant. So it looks like, to me, if you had to ask me, Laramie Tunzel will go. Other questionable guys, Jordan Phillips and Devontae Parker, were both limited in practice on both Tuesday and Wednesday, but they did were out there for portions of the individual drills. And then Andre Branch also questionable and just the same for him. He was limited on both Tuesday as well as Wednesday for the Ravens. This is where you can kind of uh, laugh at the opposition's misery a little bit. I know the injuries are never something to cheer about, but you take whatever you can get. And there's an article up on USA Today about the, in the Ravens' particular page talking about how this game is proof as the NFL should nix Thursday night football because the Ravens are so banged up. Running backs Terrence West out for the game. Tight end Max Williams is out also. And questionable on the game are Tony Jefferson, Jeremy Macklin, Brashad Perriman, Jimmy Smith, Terrell Suggs, Mike Wallace, Ben Watson, and Eric Weddle. So both the Ravens' safeties questionable. Those guys are both really good chess pieces out there on the field. Terrell Suggs is a great pass rusher, so him, his absence would be huge. Mike Wallace got knocked out of that game on Sunday with a concussion. Didn't really know where he was. I've talked about the Ravens' lack of depth receiver going into this game. We'll get more into that in the preview. Other questionable players are another safety and Anthony Levine. He is questionable. One of the guards who's already filling in for Marshall Yonda, who's out for the season, Matt Skura. He is also questionable. And then, of course, linebacker that I'm not going to be able to pronounce, Patrick Onowesser, he is questionable for this game as well. So that is your game day injury report. And before we get into the film study, i got to remind you guys, this is the Locked On Dolphins podcast. You can follow the show at LockedOnFins. Check us out, LockedOnDolphins.com, and follow me on Twitter, at WinkfieldNFL, again, the Locked On Dolphins podcast. All right, let's go ahead and press on here and move into the uh, film study work for the preview for the Thursday night game between the Miami Dolphins and Baltimore Ravens here on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. And first, let's talk about the Ravens offense and the Dolphins' advantages they have there. The Ravens offense is banged up on the offensive line. It's not as good as it used to be. The receivers are banged up. It's I mean, it's a mash unit out there. Without Mike Wallace, Prashad Perriman, Jerry Macklin's questionable. We'll see if he goes or not. But relying on guys like Michael Campanero and Griff Whalen and Chris Moore, these are guys that are really practice squad level players. If you remember Griff Whalen last year, he was actually the sixth possible receiver the Dolphins could have kept coming out of camp. And they did not do that. He's bounced around since then. So he has not really found his footing anywhere. And then Campanero is a special teams guy that has to get some time on the offense. These are guys that cannot win. They can't win routes really in any position, whether it's early in the route or getting downfield, they struggle at all levels of the field. So hopefully that's something that continues with these young cornerbacks for the Dolphins as they kind of disrupt the routes early on and cause Flacco to look elsewhere. He has wanted to look elsewhere. He's wanted to go to the screen game and Joe Flacco for as good as he used to be back in that Super Bowl run, I mean it's just been a steady downhill climb decline since then, and he's playing really bad football right now. Their routes are basically slat flat, flat combos, slant flat combos, if I can speak right, and that's basically designed to get the ball to the outside of the field and help hope that a guy makes a, somebody miss a tackle and get yardage that way. But he's so zeroed in on his pre snap reads, doesn't really doesn't really process the snap or the play after the snap, and makes a lot of bad mistakes. He's not mobile, can't move around it doesn't look good for the Ravens offense in this game. Their running scheme is a man blocking scheme, a gap scheme where they try to create yardage and they'll do some unbalanced stuff on the offensive line, bring the left tackle over to the right side and try to get, you know, heavy bodies over there for the power right running play they like to run. But Alex Collins, the running back, who's having a good year, averaging over five yards a carry, is patient, kind of a, a dicey runner that likes to pick his spots. And if he does that against this Dolphins defense, he's not going to find success because the Dolphins close on the backside, as well as anybody with Rashad Jones on those weak side blitzes or William Hayes or Charles Harris or whoever it is crashing that end and coming in off the backside making this run stop. So I think this Dolphins run defense is going to have a nice night against a decent running team of the Ravens. And if they do that, the offense is going to be completely shut down because you put Flacco in third long and then that's when mistakes start to happen. And hopefully the Dolphins can capitalize on that and get a couple of takeaways, get some short fields and really take advantage from it there. Before I go over to the offense, I want to mention one more mismatch on the Dolphins defense, and that is, of course, Cameron Wake, the ageless wonder, the 35 year old beast, potential Hall of Famer in the future. Should be in the Hall of Fame in the future, if you ask me and most Dolphins fans. He is going up against right tackle. Austin Howard, who does not have a quick kick slide, which is a problem against anyone that faces Cam Wake. He's got a pretty weak punch. He had problems with the Neil Hunter last week, and that figures to continue this week on a short week going up against Cam Wake and then whoever the Dolphins throw over there, Will Hayes and their entire plethora of pass rushers. But if Cam Wake gets out there on third and long against Austin Howard, it could be a long night for the Ravens. And like I said, with the running game and the passing, it just continues to all point to the Dolphins' defense as having a huge night in this game. Now, where the Ravens' advantage exists is on the other side of the ball, but the Dolphins' offense takes the field, we don't really know what to expect with Matt Moore in this game. He played really good in that Jets game. Played great, I would say, in that Jets game, coming in relief for Jake Cutler with the cracked ribs. But the Dolphins' offense has had problems getting push on the offensive line as well as problems creating running lanes and protecting the passer for the most part as well. So if they can't do that in this game, it's going to be the same story for the Ravens. Get them on third long you know, take advantage of Matt Moore's gunslinger mentality and try to take the football away, create short fields, create easy points, yada, yada, yada. You guys get it by now. But the Dolphins have the advantage because of their receivers, I think, and their ability to win one-on-one matchups. The Ravens like to do a lot of single high safety looks. Cover one where Eric Weddle kind of roams around back there. They'll sneak Tony Jefferson into the box or rotate Weddle and Jefferson and do different things with those guys. And he'll disguise his coverages whether it's you know going back into a cover two shell or coming up and playing quarters. Whatever it is, they like to disguise and do a lot of pre-snap motion and shifting around. Not motion, but sh- shifting around. And they'll send exotic blitzes at you where they overload one side or do a a delay or a twist or stunts. And those are things the Dolphins have had a lot of problems with this year. And if their offensive line can't get it right, it's going to be a long day. I don't expect J.J. to get going in this game. It's just the offensive line can't create holes for him. That one cut style of running, he has to have something to work with. I mean, he's so dangerous when he gets a little crease and he can get into that hole and just drop his shoulder and start abusing people. But if he doesn't have that you know, ability to get started and get cranking in the backfield is not gonna happen for him. So it's gonna come down to the Dolphins on the edge with their ability to win one-on-one matchups with Kenny Stills and Jarvis Landry. I'm not counting on Devontae Parker in this game. Gonna come down to Stills and Landry just like it did in the Jets game, beating guys one-on-one, getting open, and Matt Moore finding him. I think it's gonna be a lot more underneath stuff. And the Ravens are susceptible to that rub route the Dolphins love to run, those pick plays, and hopefully they don't get flagged for it this time like that bad call in the Jets game. But they are susceptible to it because of their aggressive nature where they kind of play press and trail. And if they do that, you can kind of pick them off a little bit and get some some balls to the backfield or to the running back out of the backfield. And that's why in this game, my my X factor is going to be Damian Williams. And I think that he's going to get more work this week because Jay has struggled catching the football, and they are going to make sure to overload the, the blitzing with the Dolphins' offensive line problems. And getting balls out to the backfield, or to the running back out of the backfield to Williams is going to be a key part of it, as well as his pass protection prowess. He does pretty good back there in protecting Matt Moore as well. So I think Damian Williams gets a heavier workload this week. I think the offense is going to really rely on the short passing game and maybe some downfield passes as well. But expect it to be a kind of ugly game. Special teams should play a big factor, and I want to say Cody Parkey is the only kicker in the NFL that has not missed a field goal this year. He's 7-for-7. Seven seven. Three of those seven are game winning kicks three of our four wins are on game winning kicks from Cody Parkey so he's been fantastic but you go to the other side and you have the best kicker in the history of the NFL Justin Tucker once the Ravens get inside the 40 yard line basically it's three points for them so the Dolphins have to make sure they win the field position battle in that sense I don't know that they will because Sam Cook is a pretty good punter as well Matt Hawk has had up and down games and I hate to talk kicker on you guys here so much but it's so crucial to this game that's going to be low scoring and what I think will happen is the Dolphins will get a couple of takeaways I think at least two, I'm going to say at least two Flacco takeaways in this game. I think they're going to put one in position to score for the offense. I think that'll make the difference in the game. I think they will get out special teamed, play on special teams because of Justin Tucker and Sam Cook and their good special teams units with John Harbaugh. He's a special teams coach by... Nature and he has a good special teams core every single year. And as good as the Dolphins have been, it's going to be tough to win that battle. But I think the Dolphins win this battle by playing even better defense than the Ravens can imagine by shutting down the run. And because of that, I'm giving the Dolphins a victory on Thursday night by the final of 16 to 10. Going to be a lot of field goals for Cody Parkey. He goes three for three in the game after the Dolphins get one cheap touchdown off of a turnover. The Ravens score a touchdown late to make it respectable. So it'll be like 16-3 going into the fourth quarter, and then the Ravens will get a cheap touchdown. To make it look close but the Dolphins win get to five and two and then take a stretch of games it's going to be it's going to determine their season obviously but I think that getting to five wins after the first seven is going to be a very very huge bonus for this team heading into that tough stretch of games where they have the Patriots and Bills and Chiefs all there at the end of the season but at five and two I think you give yourself a little bit of margin for error I don't think anyone expected it at this point and if the offense can get cranking a little bit with Matt Moore and just keeping. Drive sustained and not turn the ball over and not going three and out so often they can rely on that defense, which is crazy to say, given the way we started the season or going into the season, I should say. But here they are in position to make a run, the best start at four and two since uh, 2003, a chance to go to five and two, which would be the best start since that same time. So hopefully the Dolphins can pull it out. I think they will. And uh, that's gonna do for today's show, guys. If you want to follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL, let me know what you think about the predictions for this game. What you think will happen? Will it be defensive uh, struggle, just like I predicted? or Will it be more offense? What do you guys think? Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating review. Check out the other Lockdown Sports podcast for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Like I said, follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL. Follow the show at LockdownFins. Check out LockdownDolphins.com for a good preview piece up there right now. And tomorrow we're gonna have all the good post game show stuff for you. I'm gonna get a po- on the podcast right after. The conclusion of the game. Follow me on Wingfield NFL on Twitter for uh, live tweeting during the game. We'll have plenty of content on Friday for you guys to talk about the outcome of this game. So that's the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. Be back tomorrow with another edition of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast presented by MyBookie.ag, your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football.